Milky bacon, meaty bacon, tasty bacon! Alright, welcome back to the Bacon Bowl. I'm Jack Hudgens. I'm here with my cohorts in crime. I've got Max Ryan here. I've got Vigo Red Stark with me. I tend to go by the Unabomber nowadays. The Unabomber... Vigo Red Unabomber Stark. <laughs> so is your We're name going to get progressively longer? Yeah, longer as we do this. As we do. So next time it'll be Vigo Red Stark Unabomber No, no, no. Vigo Red, Vigo Red Unabomber Stark. Uh, I was I was just I was just saying that was a nickname, but I mean we can we can make that a thing. <laughs> well, welcome to the only podcast where one out of three of the hosts sound like they're on a speakerphone. We did fix that, Vigo, right? Because right, yes, I believe so. If we so. didn't fix that and I edit this, and you still sound like a speakerphone, this is going to be very funny. We'll just keep calling you speakerphone. Vigo Red Unabomber Speakerphone Stark. I like it. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> it just kind of rolls Ray. off the tongue. Ray. <laughs> before before we get started today, uh, I gotta you know I'm a huge fan of this franchise. Has everyone here seen the Godzilla trailer? Oh, of course. Yes. Because that thing. I I make no secret that I'm a huge fan of the series, but I sat there just enamored by every single shot, the halo jump, the small tidbits we got to see of Godzilla, and how just different of a trailer it was compared to all the others we've seen so far for next year, like Captain America and uh, Spider-Man 2 and X-Men 9000. All of them, like, all of them are typically, you know, they have high-octane action music and explosions and whatnot, but this one just felt completely different. We didn't get the Inception Horn of Doom. We uh, we got really tense, scary music, not too many explosions or money shots, just a lot of horror kind of. Well, I think that's the point of the trailer. It's, you know, we, we see all this exciting stuff, but it's more suspenseful of what you don't see. It's a classic horror uh, aspect. Right, they, they, they play it off like, like, like a horror movie. Uh... Yeah, even the... Even the uh... The the short trailer sent chills down my spine. I I could not be more stoked for this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it it was uh the the short. You mean the leaked one that was not supposed to be leaked at all? Correct. Oh, one, <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> you, you mean the one that the guy uh, Warner Brothers got fired? Yeah, the guy at Warner yeah, Brothers got what? fired. What? Right. Yeah. No. So oh, dude, he had a guy at Warner fired. Brothers got fired for leaking that trailer because I mean, and he should have. He he leaked the trailer. So it was... God bless him, <laughs> but he got fired. <laughs> you know, I mentioned I mentioned the the other movies that are coming out around May as well. Uh, Spider Man Two, Captain America, X Men, Ten Thousand, and yeah, I just went up a thousand points. Yeah, man, and. This actually that actually goes right into what we're talking about today. Today's topic for the Bacon Bowl is comic books. <laughs> comic books, and I'm not, guys. I am not an authority on comic books. I have not read as many as either one of you two. So I'm going to kind of let you guys carry carry on all the factoids and what about it. The most I've gotten through, I've I've I've, watched, I've read mostly Batman because I'm. A huge Batman fan. I've, I I indulged in the New Fifty Two Batman comics, which I love. The was it Night of the Owl? Uh, Court, Night, of, Owls. Court, Court of the Court Owls. Of Owls. Yeah. Uh, sub sub story. The and outside of Batman, you know, I've read like Dark Knight Returns and uh, The Killing Joke. And outside of Batman, I've read Watchmen. But I'm not 
it's been Batman and just a few others, but I know. Don't I know, you have I, one that I let you borrow? Yeah, the Raz Al Ghul one. Yeah, and I need to get that back to you. I'll, I'll, I'll get that to you soon. But Vigo, I know you've you've indulged in a whole lot of DC. Max, I know you're actually more of a Marvel. Uh, I I grew up Marvel actually, and then I got to this point where I just realized, uh, if you I want a better story arc, I'm gonna go with DC. Really? <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Uh, Marvel will give you action at the wazoo. DC will give you story, and that's. Is there like? A good example of uh, that. You uh, know what? I read Marvel Civil War. Yeah, I thought that was a fairly good story. That, that one, more... that one's like the exception. I th- I feel like because while Marvel just the Civil War storyline is one book, it also takes like several different branches. You got uh, Marvel Civil War from Spider Man's point of view, Marvel Civil War from the X Men point of view. You know. All, all these different franchises, but a good example with this would probably be uh, Batman. Oh, I know Batman. Amen. Batman's a great uh, story. Run, tell that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's got all the aspects of a crime novel in it. And, I mean, the majority of what Batman does is detective, so he's constantly inside yeah. his head. It's an action noir. Exactly. Right. Wasn't that what the original? That was what it was all based off. Those kind of pulpy right, noir right. detectives. Yeah. It. Um. Batman started off in. Um. The first appearance was in Detective Comics number twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and that issue turned out to be so successful that they ended up. T- he ended up being a repeat character in Detective Comics, and it wasn't until like the. S- I, I I don't know – I want to say it was like the 60s, 50s or 60s where Batman got his very own comic um, story arc and he wasn't just bumming off of Detective Comics. Yeah. Right. It was kind of like Action Comics and Superman. When right. Su- Superman first appeared in Action Comics right. before he had his own – You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, points for me. The flip side of that would be Marvel. Uh, the Hulk. I mean, you read Hulk. Why do you read Hulk? You read the Hulk to see him. Break you read shit. Hulk for the same reason I watch my Godzilla movies. Exactly. That's you want to see shit Hulk get for. broken. So you got D- DC with a great storyline, and then you got Marvel just like all out ma- action. I think the exception, and you, uh, Max, you you may disagree with me on this because you've read way more than I ever have. I feel like Spider Man and Green Lantern both have a pretty decent storyline that's that's a pretty good comparison but honestly i mean i'm i'm you just brought up two of my favorite superheroes <laughs> in two different franchises so this is going to get messy <laughs> um i mean i love there's a reason i love spider-man spider-man's got such like a a heartfelt story to it you know he's burdened with his uh, uncle's death which he could have stopped and you know he, that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you weren't crying, maybe you could have. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. If he wasn't trying to be such a <laughs> about, you owe me more money. Letting a bank robber got or guy steal. 
you could have stopped him and his uncle would be alive you know could you would would the would the moral of the story maybe be and i don't know where i've gotten this from but would the moral of the story be with great power comes great spider powers uh, you know i've heard that somewhere <laughs> um not quite sure where oh wait let me think every spider-man comic i've ever read ever <laughs> vigo we vigo in high school uh, max and i we, we we were at this uh big talk in, in, in the gym and our uh one of the teachers he says and with great power comes great uh, uh, integrity. And I was like, you were totally about to say responsibility. responsibility. There's nothing. <laughs> I was sitting there looking at him just going, well, we knew who's the Spider-Man fan. <laughs> he, he worked really hard to dodge that one. Yeah. Too. Back in high school, well, it was kind of like, oh, you read comics. That's, that's kind of interesting. I've actually had people come up to me and be like, so I recently read this book. I'm like, you read a comic book? I get that too. And I made this correlation probably about six months ago. The way I think of comic books are they're kind of like modern day parables almost. Yeah, they really are. Um some of them are. Some like the the ones that teach teach you right from wrong. I mean we talked about this a little bit on the first uh first podcast, but like uh, Peter Parker, um, you know, all, trying to do the right thing. Batman having his rules about, you know, not killing anybody. Right. Um, holding that strict moral code. And right. going throughout all these trials and tribulations and sticking to that moral code no matter what. Right. And it instills that same type of moral code in the reader through these stories. So it, it finally clicked. I, I can't remember which one I was reading. I was like, this is like the, the it's like the prodigal son. Like this is like a parable. It's like modern mythology almost. Yeah. Uh, oh, like yeah. Exactly. All the mythology from from a uh, like ancient Greece. Right. And the, yeah. It's you know it's just taking those aspects and putting a modern spin on them. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard that correlation a lot with uh, comic book fans. So what what comics do you guys? Riving off that a little bit, what what comics do you feel hold the most personal value to you as far as uh, ideals and story and or just uh, if if I want to simplify this, uh, how about just what's your what's your favorite comic book? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll I'll go first because I know it'll be more difficult for Max to narrow it down. <laughs> Let me go in my closet and check. Go go back in the closet, Max. All right, I'll be back. Go go back. Um. Without a doubt, uh, Batman, the new Fifty Two Batman's. Wow. I've read a few of the original Batman's, and they were good. But the Scott Snyder and uh, Greg Capullo, if I'm saying that right, that combination, the storytelling with all of the artwork, all of that per- put together is just so bloody captivating. You lose yourself in the pages, and. The, the first one that I read was The Court of the Owls. And I remember I reread that thing over and over and over again. It did not get old. It still doesn't get old. I still go back and reread that uh, Court of the Owls saga every once in a while. It's just excellent, excellent writing. And the artwork is absolutely incredible. 
and all of those things put together just make it probably one of my favorite comics. Aside from that, I gotta say I've been getting pretty big into Deadpool. <laughs> I re- I re- <laughs> before I got before I got the video game, I did. I'm not gonna knock you for that, but I've noticed people that just start getting into comic books. It seems like they're automatic go-to. Well, I guess I'll read Deadpool. Where's a good place to start? Deadpool has no start. Deadpool has no beginning. That's that's one of the things. I mean, you said it yourself earlier how Marvel kind of lacks plots really a little does. bit. Uh, Deadpool is Peter a Deadpool. great a yeah. great example of it. But yeah. they're just a lot of fun to read. I went through all of the Illustrateds. <laughs> and they're just so ridiculous those, yeah. and outlandish. And they throw all of these modern-day pop culture references in places where they just have no business being, but it just makes it so much more engaging and hysterical. Illustrated, those are the ones where he actually goes into... Uh, Other books. Like, literary books like Moby Dick and Christmas Car- or Charles Dickens and... And Back it, in Time. Yeah. And Kills... Other iterations of himself. Right. I did I did enjoy Killstrated just because I thought it was interesting to see where Marvel got its basis for some of the characters. Inspiration for uh, Magneto was actually uh, Captain Ahab. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was so interesting. The, the, a man that's driven by, like, an obsession. Like, the need to do something that's so great. And if you look at it... That is Magneto. He's trying so desperately to save a race. He doesn't care what the hell he does. It kind of goes back to what uh, Vigo was saying about the the modern day parables and like going back to well, it's also you know fine literature. Magneto kind of harkening back to that, I suppose. I I don't know how much. That's actually a really good comparison. I'm sure someone could write a perfectly good research paper on that. I'll get on it next year. But. You know, is... you guys mentioned how Vigo. You said New Fifty Two Batman was your your favorite. The the Court of the Owls was your favorite. Uh, Max, you mentioned that some of the Marvel stories like plot. I know comic book fans are extremely passionate about their characters, their stories, the story arcs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If anyone listens to this, that are hardcore comic book fans more so than either one of you. You're on their kill list right now. Because I know people yeah. who absolutely can't stand the fact that DC was rebooted with New 52. I you know, know frankly, some people who want your head probably for saying that Marvel doesn't have plots. What, I don't what's care. Your... Frankly, I don't I... care. Um, <laughs> I don't care in the same I'll way that I – I think of it in the same way of the whole Star Wars reboot with the New 52. Anything that keeps that story alive makes me feel like a kid again. Something that takes me back. I'm all for, no matter what. So it's worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I and, will agree with that because, you know, I, I get this certain um, sense of wonder when I it's, – it's just like reading a book. And I know people are going to want my head for comparing a comic book to an actual book with, like, intelligence Well, the – the, the, the <laughs> with intelligence. <laughs> but, no, seriously. <laughs> the – I, I mean, think... there are literary people out there that that would probably be offended by the comparisons to something as lowly as well, a comic no, book. No, but I, I think I think but... they both have the uh, same effect on you, uh, or can maybe they can because I've read books where I'm just like um, I'm so immersed in it that I'm, I 
just lose track of time. But when I'm reading like a comic book, that same thing happens to me. Except I'm not, I'm like transported to like a younger state where like anything's possible. And I think that's the, that's the uh, great thing about comic books. It's the sense of wonder that anything can happen. Like um, Green Lantern is a brilliant superhero. Oh, I think he has very interesting powers. Because he doesn't want a ring that can turn into anything. Exactly. It. His. I know it's going to sound. I don't cheesy. read Green Lantern, but I, I know I it's going to sound cheesy again. But he has a ring powered by his imagination. You think of a machine gun, you're going to get a machine gun. You think of a Waffle House, you'll get a Waffle House. I mean, I, don't I really see how do Waffle hope House... that's how Green Green Lantern works. He, if he's ever hungry, he just makes a Waffle House. With I don't know ring. if that would sustain him. <laughs> I don't. Really you raise your a, appetite with imagination. He could, he you raise a really good hungry. point, Max. I've never really, I've never been the biggest fan of Green Lantern, especially after the movie. Um, oh, but the movie, the movie aside, it never really occurred to me that his power is driven from his imagination. Right. Like I know, I know he creates all this shit, but I mean. It, I, I guess I never really put two and two together, and knowing that, it kind of gives me a, a little bit more of an appreciation for the character in general. Right. So with all this imagination, you, you mentioned earlier how you know, comic books like bring you back to uh, – uh, Vigo mentioned it too – how bring you back to kind of like a childhood love for, for certain things, and uh, you talk about imagination and whatnot. I'm sensing a lot of nostalgia love here like like some sort of nostalgia for adolescence maybe and and i know there are comic books out there that are actually geared towards adults do you think that this is an argument that comic books are generally geared towards younger kids or is this an argument that comic books t just bring out the young kid in adults i, mean, I like... think to me i think they're they're uh, there are aspects of comics that almost require you to go back and pull out that inner child, inner adolescent inside of you, to almost to believe in such fantastical things actually happening. Otherwise, you're gonna read through uh, through X Men and be like, "Adamantium is not an element." I have studied the periodic table backwards <laughs> and forwards. F this comic. I really, I really hope that's not what anyone's ever said. <laughs> if that's the reason you have like decided to forego X Men, <laughs> yeah, and Thank God have mercy on your soul. Palladium actually exists, though. Oh. That, that's why. That's why I want my wedding ring to be made out of. By the way, nice. I'm gonna nerd out and make it Iron Man esque. Um, that's neither here nor there. That's <laughs> assuming I get married ever. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, with all the fantastical things that happen, it's I mean, it's almost like you have to bring out that inner kid to believe in all these awesome fantastical things that are going on, grappling hooks that can carry two tons, <laughs> and uh, a car that can fly um, and maneuver its way around buildings and stuff like that. I mean. Do you think that's what suspension of disbelief is? Is a kind of requirement of of going back to adolescent thought process processes? Um, 
I'm going to say yes. I'll, I'll say yes. I mean, I'm not sure if I agree or not. I just, it, it's kind of, you bring it up and I'm like, well, there's so many movies and television series out there that have these fantastical elements as well, but we all. We yeah. Them. I mean, you, I mean, with anything that you take a look at from an entertainment value, one of the biggest things that you're trying to seek from that is an escape to get out of your own head and get into that movie, find yourself in that comic book, find yourself right there side by side with Batman, Green Lantern, uh, Deadpool, maybe, unless he kills I think, you. I think Deadpool might be a little risque for kids. Uh, yeah, Batman. and what, what you said before, there are some of those comics that are geared towards a more adult audience. Watchmen being one of yeah, them, definitely. Deadpool, uh, another one of them. Uh, even The Walking Dead a little bit. Well, I mean, they've uh, they've even made a manga of Battle Royale. I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, Battle Royale. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I, I read it. I have it, and... Um, there's borderline porn in that. Yeah, there's it, borderline it's, porn. It's... Leo loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting that you bring up the, uh, the escape aspect of it because i mean when i was younger i spent the majority of my life in a hospital and you know for a little kid who's hooked up to ivs and uh like machines all day who has little to none no entertainment when he reads a comic book and suddenly this whole new world of disbelief is there and i think this is where my uh my love for comics actually started because even though I was trapped in a hospital room, I was, you know, on rooftops with Batman. I was flying high with Superman. You know, I was swinging from, I was swinging from a le- uh, web in New York city. I mean, you sure that wasn't just the medication? <laughs> Could have been. been <laughs> they gave you the good <laughs> when you had to answer <laughs> This podcast does not condone acquiring <laughs> cancer. <laughs> no, not cancer, but drugs. <laughs> drugs, on the other hand. And our viewership just went down from like two to zero. You mean up? You mean I up? Think it went, it up. went up from zero to two. <laughs> I was including ourselves. No, was, uh, <laughs> so one of us just dropped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to a. Uh, Earlier questions. Oh yeah, what was what got you? What was your favorite comic book? That's yeah. Spider-Man. I mean, it's a tough it's a tough question because I love so many superheroes, and to this day, I will uh, stand by my dedication to Spider Man despite him making awful movies. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. I have a question for you guys, but carry on. Um, my my favorite comic book, the one I remember the most, is a ba- uh, comic called Batman Cataclysm. And I don't know if I require, uh, acquired it from the internet for myself or if it was a present from my ex-girlfriend, but I I read this comic book, uh, oh gosh, when I was in elementary school probably, and I've been searching for it ever since, and like I said, it was probably a gift or I probably got it, but Gotham is hit with like an earthquake. It, it rips, it rips Gotham, Gotham to shreds, and... Uh, it breaks, it 
of course, goes into Arkham, letting loose all these major villains like Two-Face, Joker, Penguin. All of them off the loose at once. During this earthquake, this uh, guy pops on the TV and he says, I'm responsible for that earthquake that just happened. If you don't meet my demands, I'll set off uh, Category 6 or Category 7, which will finish off Gotham. Ten bucks, says this is Ra's al Ghul. I'm not going to tell you, because it's, <laughs> it's a great comic. If you're out there listening to this, read it. It's great. Well, here's here's a question for you guys. We've, we talked about mainstreamizing the, the comic books, and that's pretty much been happening through through movies as of late in 2000 uh the first x-men came out with hugh jackman patrick stewart and mckellen and from there we had that was followed in 2001 either 2001 or 2002 with spider-man toby mcguire directed by sam raimi and from there it just kind of exploded we got the dark knight trilogy uh man of superman's had two different reboots we've had great superhero movies such as iron man and the the marvel cinematic universe we've had awful ones like catwoman daredevil the thing is though people are suddenly are flocking to these movies about characters they knew nothing about are you guys okay with the mainstreamizing of these superheroes and these comic books or do you think that a mass audience is just kind of hopping on the bandwagon. Uh, are you glad that they're getting more exposure, or do you think they need to stay on the pages? I don't mind, uh, if I can jump in here, yeah. I don't mind that they're becoming more mainstream and more people are watching or reading them and they're becoming more popular. As long as they stay true to the core morals and values of those characters... I have absolutely no complaints whatsoever. Right, right. And again, like Batman is the one I know of the most from the comics. I know the, mo the most background behind him and the villains and whatnot. And guess what? The Dark Knight trilogy and all the changes it made, I'm totally fine with. I yeah. love those movies. Those are some of my favorite movies. Dark Knight was one of the best movies of the last decade. Period. Yeah, and I mean, if you go back and read some of like the original detective comics and... Um, action comics for like batman and superman and then you go and watch like um uh the dark knight rises or you can still see those characters exhibiting the same qualities and characteristics the same demons that they held then they're still dealing with those demons now after 70 years that's actually pretty <laughs> yeah. incredible that's actually the fact that they can keep that up well you yeah. know i mean um the one thing I was really disappointed in was Hancock and Iron Man 2 were coming out on the same year. Like, oh, what? it was Iron Man 1. Or, was it 1? Yeah, it was Iron Man 1. It came out the same year as Hancock. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. because of Hancock and uh, his over-drinking and all that, they had to cut out one of the pivotal moments for Tony Stark, which was the comic Demon in the Bottle. For Iron Man 2. For Iron Man right, 2. Right, they had already touched on that. Right, because... Yeah. If they did go into that, they would have been like, oh, Hancock did the same thing, you know? And I kind of wish Marvel was just like, eh, do it anyway. Because I think it would have made a better movie. Now, I haven't, I I never read Hancock. I mean, can can you oh, kind of delve Hancock, a little bit deeper? Hancock's not, you know. Is Hancock a comic? Hancock's not a comic. 
Okay. okay. It was just Never one mind. of those ones that's like, hey, there's a really big boom of superheroes. Let's make our own superhero. Okay, there's a Marvel Cinematic Universe going on right now. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. They're all sharing the same Well, I mean, you, universe, you, you forgot like about, you know... I mean, Interest, like, it's, I, it's a very interesting project, if you ask me. I think it's an experiment that's working. It is. That's it's, 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 it's keeping me interested. Yeah, it's, they're $150 million comic book issues are what they yeah. are. And I think, I, think, I think that's working. For better or for worse. I think it's exciting. working. But what terrifies me is that you can see DC trying to do the same thing. Well, if it works. <laughs> if it works, but then again, think about How do you figure? Uh, how do I figure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, explain. Um, well, we saw the first signs of it in um, the new Superman movie, Man of Steel, where they're fighting and you see both of them crash into a uh, Wayne Tech satellite. Uh, satellite. Yeah. And then we get the report that Ben Affleck is going to be Batman, which... And then uh, a few months later, we get the announcement of Wonder Woman has been cast. And it kind of feels like, oh, okay, so in one movie, you're putting in Superman, Batman, Lex, Wonder Woman, and I think there was talk. There's there's rumors of Flash being in it. Yeah, there's rumors of Flash. And this is, Flash? This is not, yeah, uh, this is just a Man of Steel sequel. This, this is, is a sequel. Just... This is not the establishing that Marvel has taken their time to do. By giving each of these characters their own movie. I what? think if they do that much, they may be almost putting too much in one movie. Right. Like, I'm okay right. I'm okay with Batman. Right. I'm okay with Wonder Woman. But outside of that, I, I really think it's going to... I don't know. I feel like it's going to crowd it. Let's wrap things up. To end, to, to end this all, what, what are you guys looking forward to most in the comic book world? What Are there certain issues or certain storylines that you're looking forward to or hope that will happen later on? This is strictly the comics. This has nothing to do with the movies at this point. I feel like the stuff I wanted to see in Green Lantern happened. Like, you know, all these different races. In what? what? In what? In, uh, well, there's a comic issue that introduces all these different uh, – Ring races, yeah, and then they all uh, battle for like dominance almost, and then the new Fifty Two wraps that up so nicely. It gives, it gives everybody its farewell, and it just it ends the comics so great. What I would like to see from Hulk happened: Bruce Banner finally grew a pair of balls and went up to Shield and said, "Listen, I'm tired of running from you guys. If you put me on a payroll as." Summer Shield, and you let me work, I will give you the Hulk. All you have to do is bitch slap me and point me in a di- er, direction. <laughs> That's what they're going to do in Avengers 2. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Isn't that what they did in Avengers 1? Kinda. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to keep mine simple. I've been really enjoying the uh, zero-year issues of Batman lately, where he's kind of just starting off again, uh, up against the Red Hood gang and kind of redefining Batman himself. I mean, not redefining because he's still like the he's still going to be end up being like the same superhero. But I, I've been really enjoying the last like three issues of Zero Year, and I'm just really excited to see where they take that. 
Yeah, you two are a bunch of fags. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna wrap this up. Today's comic books, and I, I think I have a feeling we'll be we'll be coming back to this topic at some point. I'm Jack Hudgens, Max Ryan, and Vigo Stark. Vigo Red Unabomber Stark. Phew. That's <laughs> pardon me. We're taking off. Until then, remember your daily intake of bacon. And then Lonzi. Take care, guys.